Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to share today about meditation, recollection, and contemplation, uh, the basis for union with God and in historic Christian mysticism. So what I want to share today is from a hidden gem at Bethel Church of an instructor, a Bible instructor and conference speaker, author Bonnie Johnson. Uh, she served for nine years as the director of the third year internship program at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Uh I love Bonnie Johnson's teachings. Actually, uh, when I was in first year at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in 2008, the fall of 2008, uh, this was one of the first classes that I took. Uh, it was one of our electives that you can choose, like one of the advanced ministry training classes. And it was called Union with God, Meditation. Uh, so, I, of course, that piqued my interest. My, that piqued my interest right away as a, I think I was like, what, 21 as a young person. I was like, oh, union with God, meditation, let's do that. And uh, one of my, one of my uh, fond memories of my close friends uh, during that time, he, he had an experience uh, while practicing what I'm about to share from Bonnie. He heard the Lord say, through union with me, everything else flows uh when you put yourself in a place of meditation and, and practicing god's presence in the scriptures the lord can speak to you such awesome and hidden things that even over 10 years later this is still an impactful word for my my friend uh, so without any further ado i just want to share a little bit about meditation recollection and contemplation from this is from Bonnie Johnson. You can check out some of her teachings on this and manuals on the, the Bethel Store website. So let me get into this. What is union with God? The term union with God has been used throughout the centuries to describe what Jesus spoke about in John 15:5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He is speaking of continuous, conscious communion with himself. Most Christians are unaware of Christ's presence much of the time, doing much for their Lord without the deeply satisfying intimacy and fruitfulness that is possible only in him. What is meditation? The word meditation means to reflect or ponder deeply on Scripture. There are many refer references to it in the Bible. For example, Joshua 1 verse 8 states, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In Psalm 1, the promise of blessedness comes to those whose delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. See Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. So the goal of biblical meditation and contemplative prayer is for our soul to come into a practical, experiential union with God. Even though the Bible exhorts us to pray without ceasing, most Christians are only aware of God sporadically. The practice of meditation and contemplation enables us to refocus our soul, that is, our mind, our will, and our emotions, and redirect our love back to God. So let's talk about meditation. What is meditation? Thinking and praying His Word. There are many practical benefits of meditation. In Luke 1.51, it states that He, God, has scattered those who are proud in their innermost, innermost thoughts. Meditation helps to train the mind to stay focused on the Lord. As our mind is renewed, we become increasingly aware of Him. Jesus was continuously aware of where the Father was working and what the Father was saying so that He could join the Father in all things. Jesus' words and activities were done in perfect union with the Father. It takes the Word of God illuminated, illuminated by our re- reliance on Holy Spirit, our teacher and counselor, to change the way we think and to break our old habits of self-reliance. In 1 Peter 1, verse 23, it states, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living, enduring word of God. Also, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. In 1 Peter 2, verse 2-3. So meditation is simply this. Meditation on God's Word enables us to grow up and mature, taking every thought captive for obedience to Christ. So, here's some steps on biblical meditation. Here's four steps. Number one, you pick a Bible verse and you read it slowly. Number two, you ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand that Bible verse. Number three, you pray it back to God. You pray that verse back to God. And number four, focus on God. Be open to his voice. So if we slow down and look at the steps in this, this is generally uh, a simple practical way of biblical meditation, which means to ponder deeply and to think, to fill your mind over and over again is biblical meditation. So in the first step, pick a Bible verse and read it slowly. What does that look like? It means select a small portion of scripture. For example, Psalm 16, as you read the verse, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. Begin to reflect on what the words mean. Hmm, keep me safe, O God. How do you keep me safe, Lord? What does it look like for you to keep me safe? Show me how you keep me safe. In you I take refuge, Lord. You you keep me safe. What does this look like? That's the kind of inner dialogue that you have with the Lord in your heart. So in step two, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand the verse. As you are reading verse one, the word refuge may have seemed especially significant to you. It may have been highlighted to you. 
The Holy Spirit will often highlight a word or a phrase as we read. These are the things that you want to ask the Holy Spirit to help show you more. Like for me, keep me safe, the safe, keep me safe, his protection. What does that look like? I'll begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me, teach me, lead me, guide me in your truth. Open up your word. Show me what it looks like for me to be safe in you. So you ask the Holy Spirit to uh, give you understanding of this phrase. So in step three, when you pray it back to God, you might pray that God would be your refuge so that you would always feel safe in Him. Often, the Lord will bring fresh insight and reveal truth from His Word, perhaps the need to come to Him in a deeper trust. So begin to pray and ask the Lord in your heart, this isn't using verbal words, although you could, you may use it in this time. But begin to pray and ask the Lord uh, concerning the highlighted phrase or word that he, he made known to you in the, in the passage that you're meditating on. And in step four, begin to focus on God and be open to his voice. So as you center your focus on the Lord, you'll begin to be aware that you are in his presence. And as you come to him, as we come to him, we know by faith that we are in his presence. So sometimes God will communicate his presence to us into our mind or in a feeling of love or peace. Just be open to whatever he wants to say or do, but don't try to make something happen. If your mind wanders, simply reread the verse and refocus on him. So let's talk about recollection. The goal of meditation is to achieve a state of being that is termed recollection. Pronounce recollection. <laughs> I made that, that last part. It means to collect again and to calm or control oneself. It is a concentrating of the scattered energies of the mind, the will, and emotions, the self, in order to experience each eternal realities that have always existed but were not perceived. It is the lifting up of our consciousness from self-centered to God-centered and is the essence of illumination. It begins and is, and is empowered by a full and continual surrender of our self and love and trust to God. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 states that because of God's mercy, we are to offer up our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God as a spiritual act of worship. We are no longer to conform to the pattern of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The result of this surrender enables us to test and approve what God's will is and to know and participate in His perfect will. Knowing His will is very difficult in an unsurrendered state. As you have been meditating on God's word, learning to keep your mind focused and your full attention on Him alone, you will begin to experience a still and tranquil peace. This is a benefit of a single-minded, steadfast focus. James 1, 6-7 states that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, blown back and forth and unable to receive from the Lord. Isaiah 26, verse 3 states that God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast on Him. When you begin to experience this stillness and calmness, stop for a moment and wait attentively. If your mind loses its focus, and wandering thoughts surface, return to the scripture verse. This will refocus your attention back on the Lord. So let's talk about contempl 
or contemplative prayer, contemplation. It means being quiet as you love and listen the Lord to the Lord with your heart. Contemplation begins as a deepening and intensifying of recollection. It's accompanied by a transition from self-awareness and what is represented through our natural senses in our mind to an inward awareness of God's indwelling presence. Luke 17 verse 21 says, The kingdom of God is within you. God dwells within your heart. Find him there. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? When we love someone, we are happy just to be with them. We don't need an exchange of words to communicate with those we know and love deeply. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Being still and listening positions our heart to wait quietly in His presence. Contemplation is a conscious, attentive regard for God alone. Interiorization of consciousness is developed through contemplation. The knowledge of Christ that faith brings begins the process of interiorization and is a necessary condition for the enkindling of love and desire that culminate in a higher form of knowing. Many Christians read John 6:40 For this is the will of my Father that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life and see this as a one-time look into the Lord and being accomplished when they become a Christian but the word behold is more than a casual one-time glance it means a continual intense and heated gaze at God like 1 Corinthians 3, verse 18, For we all, with unveiled face, beholden as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Union with God is the mark of the mature man. Through meditation, recollection, and con contemplation, Christians throughout church history were transformed by God to become the reformers, the revivalists, and the miracle workers of their own day. May the church of our time prepare itself in the same way for works of service so that the whole body of Christ will be built up, reaching unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What I love about this is it's just simple. It's like you, you pick a verse, you, you read it out loud, you pray it, and whatever is highlighted to you, begin to focus your attention on that and ask God questions in your heart while keeping the gaze and the attention and the focus of your heart on the Lord. And, and, and as you uh, keep your focus on Him, tuning out distractions, but focusing your heart on the Lord, asking Him questions, you'll begin to enter into states of peace with Him and, and His presence. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I love this, this teaching from Bonnie. I really, in my time at Bethel as a student, uh, I found, uh, her teachings foundational in my own grounding with the Lord. And, uh, when Hope and I actually moved back, well, when we, after we we're married, we moved back to Redding, California. We had our first two years of newlywed life out there at Bethel church and, I remember taking the classes together and it was such a benefit to us of 
practicing this meditation and contemplative prayer with scripture. And I, I just remember, I just have a lot of fond memories of uh, learning from Bonnie and taking her classes. And I have a lot of friends uh, who actually interned with her. Uh, just the life that you you live, pra- putting this into practice, it, it can your life can be dramatically grounded in the Lord and rooted in Him. So I just want to highly encourage you to check out her resources. You could even go to unionwithgod.info for her website and find more from her or the Bethel website. You can just type in Bonnie Johnson. You'll find some Union With God teaching. So I hope that you found this talk on meditation, recollection, and contemplation helpful. Uh, Look into those resources if you're curious for more. The subject of biblical meditation is a really big deal. We can't afford to miss out on this. It's through this contemplative life in the scriptures that we get more of God and His presence in our lives. You know, I've uh, I've noticed that some Christians seldom enjoy this place of prayer because they never learn how to silence their minds, their hearts, or emotions to be able to enter into true communion and fellowship with the Lord. You know, I've heard it said that from different prophets who say, when we learn to silence our thoughts, we have discovered the true secret to seeing the spirit realm. You know, even if you look throughout church history, you can find a long trail of people who loved God's presence and passionately sought after Him. They were known as the Christian contemplatives. They understood the biblical practice of meditation. And we need to realize, we need to recognize that the words meditate and meditation were in the book of Psalms. They're in Joshua, long before the New Age movement existed. You know, the Bible was the forerunner of meditation. Our ancient forefathers of the faith practiced meditation, as did the monks in the 1600s and 1700s. You know, if the word meditate makes you still makes you uncomfortable, try substituting meditate means to think about over and over and over again. You know, uh, with, with meditation, it, this is one of the things that I like to share about because when people ask you, you know, what do you do in the prayer room all day? <laughs> you know, being staff at IHOPKC, Hope and I get questions of like, well, how do you spend hours in the prayer room? Well, this is one of the ways that, you know, you actually wait on the Lord and and discover listening to Him is through this place of biblical meditation. and A helpful scripture to kind of get insight on what you're doing as you're putting into practice this biblical meditation is, Hebrews 12 verse 2 describes looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So biblical, like a the contemplative waiting on the Lord, gazing on him, it, it involves looking to Jesus and gazing at him. This is what the scriptures are springboard into encounter. Uh, so to gaze what that look at what that means it basically suggests turning your eyes away from other things and fixing them on something and staring at it staring at him staring at the one his his eyes with the eyes of fire 
the word gaze, it, if you really think about it, it carries the idea of studying intently, seeing with the eyes and with the mind, perceiving, knowing, becoming acquainted with by multiple experiences. So this is this is the the place that we we wait upon the Lord. We we look to hear from Him in this in the in these type of ways. And you know, I've gone through some of the four ways that Bonnie describes you know with biblical meditation. But I want to go through just just similar similar aspects of that with you know. Waiting on God's presence, it always involves contemplating and meditating on Scripture until the Holy Spirit gives us revelation and understanding of God's heart and mind. So always remember, you you can put these into practice uh, by reading the Word quickly, out loud, so you can hear it. So that's another thing is when you're you're going over the passages, read them out loud, read them quickly, out loud, so that your ears can hear what you're saying, the, the passages and phrases, and then just respond to the passages or words uh, with your heart and mind. So there, there's going to be passages that are highlighted. Respond to those, reread those uh, with your with your heart, and then re- recollect and meditate on them with an open mind and heart to God's will. But just continue to rest in His presence. You know, uh, there's a... Uh, a father in the house of prayer named Kirk Bennett. He has an awesome biblical meditation model that's very similar in nature that uh, I want to just share a little bit about. I actually first heard about Kirk's model of meditating on the word back when I was an intern for Sukkot Hallel, the house of prayer in Jerusalem, in Israel. Uh, we had a our, us and the interns got to meet with him and and he taught us on this biblical meditation model that I'm about to share with you. Uh, it's very helpful. This is actually something that Hope and I do where we actually join some of Kirk's teams. Uh, he's got different meditation groups throughout the week at IHOP in the side rooms and we meet in the prayer room and we meditate on a verse for a month and then we debrief afterwards and talk about what the Lord was speaking to us. So it's like in community, meditation in community, which is awesome. But let me just share a little bit about what Kirk says about meditation, biblical meditation. He says, meditation is the God-ordained way to use scripture. It's not vain repetition when faith is involved. So there's several, uh, there's a five-step process that's easy to remember that Kirk uses, it's his, uh, what he refers to as the recipe. It means read it, write it, sing it, say it, and pray it. So what you do is you take one verse at a time, you read that verse, you write it down, you say it, you sing that verse, and you also pray it. So what a way that Kirk teaches it is you basically take out like a, a piece of paper or like a, a legal notepad and you're going to create three sections on it. You're going to have, you're going to have a sidebar. So that's going to be called your task section, which is just for 
you to write down just unrelated thoughts or positive or negative. It doesn't matter. Just anything that's a distraction, good or bad, you write it in the corner of the paper. And then you're also going to have, you're going to draw a line on the bottom of the paper uh, for your pursuit section. And this is where you're going to put down uh, topics that are somewhat related, but more suitable for future study. So you're going to get a lot of ideas uh, for in the future. But the main section of your paper is going to be for thoughts or insights related to his verse. And if you want to see this or actually... You can buy Kirk's meditation model uh, from the IHOP bookstore or from his his website, seventhunders.org. But, uh, so when you take a verse to read it, you want to read the verse several times. Look for key phrases and words. This is very similar to Bonnie's uh, teaching on this. You want to focus on what you read and what it, what it may mean. Think of other ways to say it. Notice how specific words may be emphasized and how that affects the meaning of the word. So that's how you read it. When you when you write it down, write down the verse exactly as it was written. Close your Bible so that you don't get distracted by other verses. This is important because you don't want to be jumping all around the Bible like it's some kind of Bible study in this practice. This is for biblical meditation. So you want to write it down and then put your Bible away. So then write out a small phrase from that verse and then say it. Write down any insights, thoughts, or revelations that the Lord may be speaking to you. Write the phrase out several times. When you write the word, something opens up that reading doesn't always open in our understanding. It can be powerful and profound. So take the time to do this and don't skip this step. So when you say it, when you say it, say the verse out loud and loud enough for yourself to hear it. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you repeat scripture phrases, certain words will leap out at you. Repeat those words quietly before the Lord as your heart connects with his through his living word. And another step is to sing that phrase. And this is important because singing can unlock your heart in ways that just reading it cannot do. So, You want to sing your phrase several times. Write down what you sense and perceive. Our singing voices function in a way that's distinct from other musical instruments. So no other instrument can carry a flow of thought and melody. Declaring Bible verses in a song impacts our spirit, soul, and body in a dynamic way. So don't skip this step either. And you're going to want to pray it. You want to pray this verse and these phrases. So prayer is a God-ordained means of communion with God. When you repeat a phrase and believe it, you're speaking it to God, which is prayer. As you pray your verse, ask the Lord to help you to believe it. If a phrase invites faith or obedience to walk it out, ask God to help you live it out. When we meditate on the word, we use the Bible to encounter God. We experience more of his love, understand his truth, and come to know him more intimately and more deeply. So we recommend try meditating with this recipe. Read it, write it, sing it, say it, and pray it for 30 minutes or an hour a day. So I hope that you found many of these practices and this discussion helpful. Uh, Please leave us feedback on uh, any ways that you've been practicing, putting into practice these aspects of biblical meditation.
Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.